Hi everyone. Hello. I'm glad you're here. So I guess kind of just a second part of Composed Mass, who I am, but if this is the first episode you decide to click on, hello. My name's Soph. I'm 23 years old. I'm a non-binary queer lesbian, and I'm here to talk about this Composed Mass, aka me, the person that I am. And I was thinking of like ways to get to know me a little bit better as this podcast host, just person in general, and I thought what would be better in queer fashion than to go through my co-star. I, as a non-binary lesbian, have quite a lot of friends in the queer community that are so excited to talk about astrology, and honestly, I don't fully understand exactly what they're talking about. They just like to go on and on and on about it, and I respectfully am like, I love you, I'll listen, I'm here for it, but I don't really follow everything. So, if you're new here, again, I said my name's Soph, but I am a Leo with a Virgo moon and an Aries rising. I have no idea what any of that means. Like, trust me, literally clueless, but I have put my information into my group chat and got roasted before, so I figured it would just be a fun time to kind of go through my chart with y'all, explain a little bit more about myself, how wild of a Leo I am, because I truly do resonate with that, but also for sure resonate as an Aries also. So I'm happy you're here. Let's buckle on up if you want to grab a coffee, a water, sit on down if you're doing homework, or if you're in the car and just listening to my rant, that's totally fine. I like to preface this by saying, yes, I am using a MacBook with my like literal AirPods, and um, sound quality probably isn't that great, but I love y'all enough to maybe move up in the world eventually and get better sound quality. But for now, I'm broke. And y'all want a podcast, so this is what you're going to get. Okay, let's buckle up and go through this. So just going through my chart a little bit. Um, I am an Aries Ascendant with a Saturn, right? AKA just Aries Ascendant, Aries Rising. Um, and then I'm a Leo Sun. I have a lot of Virgo. I'm a Virgo Mercury, Venus, and Moon. A Libra Mars a Sagittarius Pluto, a Capricorn Neptune, and Aquarius, which is Uranus and Jupiter, aka my sun is in my Leo, okay? I understand that your sun is basically all about your ego, identity, kind of role in life. Like, it is your core being, and I know in my core, yes, I am a loud lion. Um, I know I am a bold person. I'm fundamentally just a proud person. Like, it is so hard for me to swallow my pride and be corrected. Like, I'll do it, I'll take it, but it's very difficult when I believe I'm good at something and then get knocked off my pedestal. Like, at the age of 23, I am aware of my ego, okay? I am aware of the fact that I like attention. And it's in my fifth house, so I really, really, really need to distinguish myself from other people, specifically when it comes to like self-expression, creativity, and pleasure, which AKA means in life, I want to stand out in a crowd, which is probably why I am on TikTok, I have a blog, I love social media, not fully love social media, but you know, I'm on social media, and now I'm doing this podcast, all because... I like attention. I'm not going to lie to y'all and be like, oh my God, I hate attention. Like, no, attention feels good when you work your butt off for something you want credit for it. So here I am, not knowing literally anything about astrology, but explaining to you that I do know my son is in Leo. 
Um, a lot of my friends like to tell me, like, yes, yeah, so if it's so obvious that your moon is in Virgo, I know that my moon is basically, like, emotions, mood, feeling, and honestly, like, it is the sign that you most likely think of yourself as, but I don't fully agree with that. Like, I don't look at myself like you are a Virgo. I look at myself like, yes, you are a Leo. It's pretty obvious. Um, I know that I'm analytical and responsible, um, and I know I'm a bundle of nerves. Like, listen, I know I struggle with the need to get attention and be nitpicky in tendencies, but... Honestly, I don't fully resonate with being a Virgo. Like, I don't. Also, I'm realizing as I'm explaining this that the garbage is getting picked up today. So if that's loud, listen. If you expected perfection, you're not going to get it here. Like, the whole point of this podcast is to show my messy life. And although it's composed and neatly bundled in, you know, podcast form, it's not going to be perfect. So we're going to continue. Um, I have an Aries ascendant or like, I know people like to say rising. I don't know. Is that, I think that's the same. Um, but basically it's like the way that you mask and how you present yourself to people. Um, so I know like people have said that like your ascendant isn't huge, but I don't know. It says that I come across as independent, energetic, and direct. And I know I'm for sure pretty blunt. Like, I don't really say, do you want me to put it blunt for you? Like, I just say it. So maybe that's where I'm, like, getting a little tripped up. But honestly, I know I'm forthcomingness. I know that it can sometimes come off as rude. So that's kind of the three core, right? And as I'm talking about astrology, I am going to tell you a story because that's what you came here for. That is the core of this podcast. But I really wanted to present, like, my co-star to people, a.k.a. my astrological chart. Ironically enough, my mother is incredibly good at reading people's like star charts. And so maybe our pal Nancy will be on for a podcast episode eventually just to kind of talk us through astrology and being queer and how she uses that actually in her therapy practices. But I kind of wanted to share my chart and where I'm at. So without further ado, let's dive into why astrology is something I find incredibly interesting. Okay, so... The reason I find astrology to be so interesting is because I am someone that really likes to identify as spiritual. I am someone that slaps queer Christian onto my identity because I find power in both labels and I want to show that Christianity um, can provide joy to people, but also respect that the Christian faith has done a lot more harm than good to the queer community and how can we find a marriage between those two. And I like to be an advocate to show that we can find a marriage between those two. But as a spiritual person, I am also very open-minded towards looking at astrology charts, looking at tarot, um, finding the marriage between your own faith. I know that I get a lot of slack, like people, not a lot of slack. I know I get a lot of people that are angry and do not cut me slack for the fact that I find the marriage between um, spirituality and open-mindedness and kind of made my faith my own when I came to my own I guess, radical self and went through a lot of religious deconstruction. Thank you, Grace Semler. I'd like to point that out. Um, But alas, this is where I am now. And so I find a lot of power in astrology because 
I see how much people can relate to their star signs and look at their charts. And I have seen a lot of power in what it does for people, aka I look at my mom reading a lot of people's charts and she finds that to be a great marriage between her practicing therapy and reading people's astrological charts. So that's kind of why I wanted to share who I am as a person by sharing my astrology. I am not one to act like I know everything at all because trust me, I am clueless when it comes to understanding astrology and I can take a step back. But I think it's really cool to listen to people's star charts and also like listen to what they um, identify as. And so that's a little bit more about me as Soph. So now we are going to dive into a story because as you are listening to episode two, I kind of wanted to explain where I am at in this world, what I am doing currently, um, and why I am the way I am. Like, how did, how did we get to this point? I know we talked a little bit in the past episode about my coming out experience and where I am right now in gender identity, but let's talk about what life is like right now, Okay. So day-to-day life currently um, is nothing special. I'm going to be really honest. I am going to schools, going to schools, I'm going to school for my master's in clinical mental health counseling at a Christian college, and I have experienced a couple hurdles along the way um, in the past couple months, but I really do love my program. I love what it stands for, and that's something that gets my energy two nights a week. On top of that, though, I am currently a barista. Um, at one of your favorite coffee companies and I work my butt off there and I mostly work 5 a.m. shifts where I'm waking up at 4 in the morning incredibly exhausted but it works out because my partner is in the UK and I'm in Chicago so time difference wise by the time I'm done with my shift Lily has ended their day at work and we get to chit chat a little bit more but on top of you know those two things I work I have school I'm currently living at home. I'm living in suburbia. I gave up my nine to five fancy schmancy high paying job in Chicago to move back home because I needed to take time to figure myself out. And so I think that's why this podcast has blossomed, why this podcast was formed. I took time to reflect on what I wanted to be as a person and I've decided that it's time. We got to do it, okay? We have to stop throwing out all of these mental hurdles that don't need to be there. Um, Do I have amazing podcast equipment? Absolutely not. Is the audio here? Probably not great, for sure. But I think that when I have something to say, I need to say it. I need to stop hiding behind closed doors. I need to stop filtering myself, which I don't fully mind. You know, I'm going to refilm a TikTok till I'm not stuttering in it. I am going to edit my blog in a way that is easy to read and accessible for everyone. And sure, my YouTube videos are going to be 10 minutes long. They're not going to be crazy long. They're not going to be 50 minutes of film that I have. But I wanted this to be a space where we can have kind of a dialogue. I understand that it's a podcast, so you're listening to me and you can't really talk back, but like it's kind of a one-sided FaceTime call, right? Like I want there to be a casual atmosphere here where we can talk about those heavy-hitting topics that media isn't really portraying right now, okay? And so I understand that this isn't a podcast for everyone. I know that some of my family are probably going to be like, oh, so if starting a podcast, I'm going to listen to it. And they'll be like, I don't really know if I want to get on board with that. That's fine. But I do know that even if it's just my partner and I listening to this, someone is going to benefit. Not just from my story, but from all the people I have around me, 
I want them to be here. I want them to have conversations with me and get excited about everything going on. Now, I don't really know how I'm going to go about that. There is the garbage truck coming again. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to go about that right now in the pandemic and the fact that I'm literally using GarageBand on my MacBook, but I want this to be an environment where we get to talk. Talk about life, okay? I keep saying I'm going to tell you a story, and I don't think I really have yet. So... Without further ado, here we go, pals. Okay, hear me out. So this is why astrology is important. Um, I'm not going to say that you should be looking at the person you're talking to's astrology before you like dive into a relationship with them, but I can tell you it can be incredibly beneficial. So when Lil and I first started talking, I was at a stage in my life of like knowing I'm a Leo and knowing that I am very extroverted, but not knowing exactly like what I want in a partner. And so when I first started talking to Lily, Lily was like sharing their astrology and was basically telling me that they're a cancer. And I was like, okay, I don't really know what that means, right? Okay. Plot twist. Cancers can be very emotional beings, okay? Where I'm a fire sign that is often a little proud and hard-headed. And I remember telling my mother about like a week of Lily and I talking how excited I was about Lily. So I told my mom like, hey, this is Lily. And right away my mom goes, what's Lily's astrology? And of course, me knowing my mother is going to like psychoanalyze everything while also wanting to hear about my partner's astrology. I'm like, oh, she's a cancer. And my mom just went off on a rant in a good way. But basically, it was like, Sophie, you need to really take care of this person. This person is going to mean so much to you and going to bring so much joy. But if anything fails, you're going to be the one to blame. Like, Lily is not going to leave your side. You are going to be the one that creates chaos in this relationship, which like transparently I mean she wasn't wrong like yes I am a manic human but I also recognize like what if we lived a life where we didn't recognize other people's astrologies like that really helped create the core of our relationship of understanding like yes Lily's a cancer and we don't need to fall into stereotypical astrology but Lily is often a very emotional person I'm emotional in the way that um it fills my ego, and I'm aware of that. I'm not a narcissist. We'd like to put that out there, but um, Lily and I are very different, and so we react to things differently, and I might be standing there one time going, why is Lily emotional over this if I didn't fully understand the astrology chart that Lily has? And so that's kind of me just talking about um, astrology in general of how like intentionally wonderful it can be to get to even know your friends. Like we don't have to talk about just relationships here. Like I have all my friends on CoStar. It's an incredibly wonderful app if you don't have it. Um, but there's like a hyper awareness there that you need to have, right? I am aware that as I'm talking about astrology too, something that I also find really important is my Enneagram, okay? So when I was going through my Enneagram chart, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I actually agree with that. But then, you know, I over time started to recognize how real it is. I also think it's really interesting. It's something I want to dive into too. If you have taken your Enneagram before you came out as queer or before you were going through like maybe your identity as just a person in general or going through logistic construction or et cetera, you should take it afterwards and see how it has changed, right? So that's what we're going to dive into because I um, was specifically a four the first time I took my Enneagram and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, I retook it about a month ago. It is completely accurate and I just, I feel the need to share this with you, okay? 
talking about my Enneagram, okay? I am an Enneagram 8. I am the challenger. And as I took that more and more, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, okay. I guess like in summary, if you haven't taken the Enneagram, you should. I think it's numbers 1 through 9, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking at it now it is. And um, it kind of gives you a little bit of a personality trait. And I am defined as self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. I don't want to say that I'm specifically all of those things, but also, like, we can be seen as egocentric and domineering. And, I mean, I am a Leo, so, like, it all, it all fits in with each other. Um, but when you dive in deeper, like... They give you a lot of like basic fears and basic desires. And what really stuck out to me was like, um, I have a basic fear of being harmed or controlled by others. And my basic desire is to protect themselves, which I hate to admit is true. And if we want to dive into like my past life experiences is absolutely true. Like I have always wanted to protect myself, which is why I didn't like dive into uncomfortable situations and probably why I didn't come out sooner. Um, and honestly, like a fear is like, I don't want to be controlled by other people, which is why I think I took a big step away from social media for such a long time because I felt like controlled and having to appease other people by society standards. And I just wasn't having it. Um, I've always wanted to be self-reliant. Like I have always wanted to be my own person. And I think that's why like being in a partnership that's so healthy is something that means the world to me because I get to be my own person and I depend on Lily in a healthy way, but it's not like a self-depend, like it's not like my whole entire core being, right? So I don't know. I think the Enneagram is also something I find incredibly interesting. I'd love to hear everyone's personality um, because there's a power to understanding yourself better. And I, as a psychology person, am like super interested in hearing people's Myers-Briggs and CoStar, obviously, which is just like your astro- astrological chart, um, and Enneagrams, because I think there's an importance to like self-identification and getting to know yourself a little bit better and not putting yourself just into the mold that like a test gives you, but Um, sometimes it really makes sense and like self-discovery is something that is consistent and so for that reason I'm just like ever-changing and like okay I gotta understand this we gotta keep going like what is going on here let's figure this out I think it's something I get really excited about and I for sure am a type 8 (laughs) in summary absolutely up the truth of the matter is like when I look at personality and stuff like I know the personality charts have changed like your life and your journey you probably will test differently depending on what time um of day even year you take them moods are fluctuating consistently but I will say that I for sure have identified as a Leo through and through since I was a child and something that just really sticks out to me too that makes me giggle um of like how did I not know that I was going to be a unique child is that my mother when I was a preschooler right like two years of preschool my first year of preschool I refused to wear anything but dresses, okay? I was a diva. I needed to always have a dress on. I didn't care that we lived in the Midwest in Chicago. I had to always have a dress. My mother had to buy like 20 different pairs of tights. She had to get like really creative in how I was going to dress in a dress every day. Consistently wear dresses, okay? Like I would wear my snow pants underneath my dress and then go play outside in the snow during preschool. And my mother, being the mother that she was, was so understanding and just like, not not a pushover, but also was like, yeah, Sophia's gonna do what Soph wants to do, so we're gonna let Soph do that. 
Fun fact, right? We go into second year of preschool. Guess what I didn't want to wear? I didn't want a dress near me. Don't you dare put a dress at me. I only wanted pants and I only wanted overalls. I was the most strong-willed, stubborn child. Um, that hasn't really changed much, but I will say that my fashion sense has for sure gone a little bit up since preschool, but also I look at outfits like I would have worn that in preschool, so that all makes sense, but um, I just hope that, you know, you can get to know me a little bit better before we dive into this journey, having this kind of be part two of the first launch of this podcast. I am incredibly sorry if the audio isn't great. I will eventually maybe bend to getting a mic. But I wanted to transparently show you that I can come off as very composed, but even the way I speak is messy, okay? Like, I can't filter myself. I refuse to edit this crazy. Like, for sure, I am going to make sure everything, like, makes sense. But, like, the past episode, I think at one point I was like, okay, it's been 19 minutes because I didn't know how to read GarageBand, and it was, like, 34. So, I'm happy you're here. Thank you for staying. I hope you enjoy this wild journey that we're going on. And if the audio stinks, the audio stinks. That's where I'm at. But I hope to see y'all real soon. And thank you for diving into this wild adventure, aka just life with me, right? Like getting to be transparent and embrace the people we are. Okay, see you guys soon. Bye.